When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you ever fight about one thing and then you end up on a different topic later? Where you started the conversation of like, I need to talk to you about this. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, I don't even know what we're talking about. Like we're on something completely different. Or maybe you bring up a topic or an argument and all of a sudden you're like, that's not even what I said. Like, why are we even talking about this? This is something completely different. There's a couple different tactics that a narcissist will use. Some of those are word salad, some of those are gaslighting, all a bunch of different aspects that we see nuanced in narcissistic behavior. Today, I wanna to talk to you about the straw man. And this a straw man tactic of how it's actually used to be able to attack you on multiple different levels, to confuse, to distract, and to ultimately get control over you. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the Escape Toxicity Challenge, the seven-day challenge to healing. I wanna invite you to check that out. Go to escapetoxicity.com, check it out. See if it's for you, see if it helps answer some of the questions that you can be able to move forward in your healing journey. If you like what you see here, talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey in narcissism, please hit subscribe and hit that notification. And you need to hit that notification so you actually see when we drop new videos, so when we're communicating new things, when we're doing a live Q&A, whatever it might be, want you a part of the community and would like to have you engage with it. So hit that subscribe, hit that notification for me, okay? So diving in today, we're talking about this straw man tactic, okay? And the straw man tactic is used to be able to defeat logic in a insane way. Like it's, it's a way to be able to prop something up and defeat a different topic by just changing it, by switching it, by adjusting it just slightly. And then the straw man tactic, what it actually is, like boiled down definition wise, is this idea of misrepresenting or oversimplifying an argument to be easier to attack that or to discredit that. A lot of times people will bring this in and they will have this in an argument where they attack the individual or when they attack a different argument that's not exactly the argument that you've been bringing to the table. Like this false representation is this idea of like you were talking about point A and they bring up point B thinking that point B or trying to explain that point B is the same as point A and defeat point B, which means that point A is invalid as well. Sometimes you'll see this in like the small minute areas. Uh, let's say like, for instance, like, hey, like uh, you said you were going to be home by 11. Okay. Like I was home by 11. No, you got home at 1230. Well, that's ridiculous. No, I, I walked in the door before 1230. Okay. You walked in the door at like 1229. So yeah, I actually wasn't late. So I don't know why you're, you're making a big issue. See how it completely shifted? Like it was like, okay, this is going to happen. This is what actually happened. No, it was a little bit of this. And so it completely shifts. Now that's a, like a minute example, but we're going to talk about a couple more examples to be able to get this idea. But it's the idea of like, there is a false representation of the argument to be able to attack that. To be able to say, here's the argument. Nope, this is what the argument is. Therefore, this one's now destroyed and this one doesn't count anymore. 
So many times narcissists will use this to distract and to defeat simple, small accountability pieces with how they're attacking the other person or how they're attacking the argument. For me, there was a big piece that I would attack the person. Someone would bring something up and I would attack their character. I would attack how they were bringing it up. I would attack their memory of it. I would attack like their accuracy of it. I would attack all these little nuances around it. And in my brain, I was like, if I can prove that one out of a hundred pieces of this argument, if 1% of this argument is false, then the whole thing's false. Then I can discount everything that they're saying and it doesn't even matter. And I would use multiple different ways to be able to put that down so I didn't feel bad about myself and I wasn't held accountable for the things that I was doing. So it kind of comes out in a couple different ways. The first concept is it being oversimplified. So it's taking this argument down to the very basic, like as tiny as it can be, and to be able to have that to be able to attack it. Sometimes it's coming down to like root cause. Sometimes it's like a little bit smaller. It's just the idea of like, I'm going to take whatever argument you have out there. I'm going to boil it down to being the most simplistic as possible and then attack that. This one might have nuances. This one might have different ideas or thoughts or concepts. We're going to be like, nope, it's just this and this is what it is. This is a way to oversimplify something to attack it, to make it easier to be able to destroy that actual argument. With it as well, we also see misrepresentation. Now, this idea is distorting or misrepresenting the view that you have about a certain argument. You're viewing an argument a certain way. They're like, yeah, like I totally see that. It's actually this way and this is why you're wrong. So they pull the focus off of the thing that you're actually trying to hold them accountable to something else and destroy that argument. There's also this aspect of exaggeration going the opposite extreme and that's taking the argument of like, hey, this is small thing. Oh my gosh, it's totally this. Why would you do this and defeating this argument? Okay. I'm not trying to make this overly complicated or confusing. Hopefully, I'm trying to break this down. And if you have questions, please leave them below in the chat. We'll try to get back with you and answer how best to be able to understand this. But the idea that we're talking about is where there's two different arguments that's happening here. And the narcissist is building a false argument about a certain piece that looks similar or might seem similar or might seem uh, an exaggeration of that to defeat that argument, but not actually be accountable or defeat the argument that's actually being there because they know they can't. Like they know they actually can't win in that particular argument. All right, so let's talk through a couple of examples. Hopefully this, hopefully this explains a little bit. So we've got Jane and Mike. Jane and Mike have been together for several years and she feels like the relationship is slowly like pulling away. She feels a disconnection that's actually happening in the relationship and she's not sure what to be able to do. One of the things she finally brings up is like, hey, I really want to be able to go on date nights. Like it's been forever since we've actually had a date night, since we've actually had intentional like one-on-one -on -one time. This produces a big response from Mike being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, like we see each other every single day. Like, why does it even matter that much? Like, you just want to spend 24 seven together. Like, you don't give me space at all. Like, I can't believe you actually bring all this up. Like, yeah, we're together. It's okay. We see each other. We go on dates all the time when we eat at home by ourselves with the kids. Like, why does it even need to matter? You just want to control me. And all of a sudden, the argument starts to turn and starts to take a different form and shape where she's talking about wanting to spend date nights and build a connection and intention together. And he's talking about, you're basically wanting to trap me and control me and spend all the time together and I'll never get space. Two separate concepts, two separate thoughts, two separate arguments per se. But the whole goal is like, let me bring up something else that completely isn't what she's talking about. Let me destroy that. 
Like, I can't believe you'd ask me that. Like, that's so awful. Like, I, I don't even have space for myself. And you want to take more of that? Like, victim mode, all this mentality comes out. Example number two. Sue and John. Obviously, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Okay, uh, Sue recalls just an abusive argument that she ended up having with John. It ended up being like really frustrating, really mean, or a huge argument, a huge blow up. And some of the things that he said were extremely degrading. And then the concept is there is that he comes out, John says, like, that didn't really happen that way. Like, you don't really know what you're talking about. This is what I did. And changes the argument, changes that dynamic of the topic to be able to defeat a different argument, to be able to defend a different position that seems similar in the moment. Like, no, it didn't happen. I didn't say this. You said this, and I responded this way because of X, Y, and Z. It's a completely different piece. This was a little bit more nuanced because I didn't go into super detail, but like a little bit more nuanced and like the idea of like you're bringing up something and the person's like, no, it's actually just this. Like, I just had a bad day. That's why I responded this way. So like you shouldn't take it personally. Like it's, it's bringing up another piece to be able to destroy that. Be like, hey, this is what actually happened. This is what's going on. Oversimplifying that piece. All right, number three, Sally and Tom. All right, so think of this, and this might resonate with a lot of people. Sally's really concerned because Tom's been texting a lot of people. He's just been texting, 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 interacting on social media, all this kind of stuff. And it's not just, it's not just for work. Like she notices there's a difference. There's a different type of energy, of vibe, of things that are going on, of smiles and smirks, of whatever it might be, of what he's doing, what he's interacting. So she gets worried. And so she's like, I think he might be like texting other people. She starts noticing some of the text messages that come in. She starts being able to actually see, like peek over his shoulder kind of a thing. And starts to see that he's been texting a bunch of women. And Tom's like, what are you doing? Like, I feel like you're always controlling my life. You're like, you're at the place where you're invading my privacy. Like, what are you doing? Like, stalking? Like, going through my phone? Like, how dare you do that? Like, your person should never actually look through someone's phone. Like, that's invading my privacy. That's invading my space. How am I supposed to trust you if you actually invade my space? If you actually do this? Like, you are so controlling and so overbearing. Like, you are not letting me actually have any friends at all. Like, these are just friends. These are just people that I have in my life. And you want to take that away from me? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, be stuck with you 24-7? And it changes that dynamic of the whole interaction of like, hey, I'm concerned that you're texting other women. I'm concerned that this is actually going on. And she's concerned about the relationship and the connection. And he's all talking about, oh, you're trying to control me. You're trying to invade my privacy. You're trying to control my life, not let me have friends. She never said any of that. Do you see the difference? See what happens? See how it changes? The last example in the most simplistic form to try to make, make sense. You have an argument and you're talking, hey, this bottle is blue. You're going back and forth saying, hey, this bottle is blue, this bottle is blue. And, and the other person's like, it's not blue. I don't know what you're talking about. It is not blue. And then it gets a place in the argument where that person, the toxic person, like knows, understands, because they already know that the bottle is blue. They just don't want to admit it. And they're like... It's, it's not blue. Like, I can't believe you. Like, this phone is red. Like, you need to understand, like, this phone is red, and so there's no reason why you need to be saying the bottle is blue because this phone is red. 
Now, I know even in that small little illustration, like it probably seems ridiculous because it absolutely is, but that's the logic. That's the idea of let me twist it. Let me change it around. Let me bring something up that I know is true or that I can validate or that I can win the argument. Let me bring something up so I can hang my hat on that of I'm still good. I'm still in charge. I'm still in control, et cetera, et cetera. Did any of that resonate with you today? Like as you went through some of those examples, you went through some of this idea, straw man tactic might be a brand new one for you. And I want to be able to bring that and try to explain it the best as I could, just starting off and like initially like, hey, this is what it is. If it connected with you, if you're like, whoa, I understand like there's a piece of that that I think I might be dealing with, leave a comment down below. One, to be able to help other people know that they're not alone. And two, to be able to start reaching out for help. If you're confused and you're not sure like what to be able to do about this, like how to be able to work through it, like reach out for help. I work with people like individually, helping them work through breaking the trauma bond, being able to get free from toxicity and being able to help them set up boundaries moving forward. I work sometimes with couples too, where we call out these different tactics. We call out the things that are abusive to be able to help them move forward and understand, wait a second, here's the truth of the situation. Now, what do I need to do to live in that truth and to live in congruence with who I want to be and who I want to live? I hope that we can partner along with your healing journey to turn it into a growth mindset and to continue moving forward. You can reach out at rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones. We'd love to be able to set up a time with you to help you move forward in your healing.